Yo, this is Necrobutcher, and you're listening to Noise Dosage Media Podcast. This is Noise Dosage Media, and specializing in music most people Facebook, Twitter, make sure you check out our Facebook page, Instagram, and our website. Let us show what noise with you. Yo, this is John from Noise Dosage Media, and this episode is brought to you by Begrudgingly Benny. Interested in putting something horrific and grotesque on your next piece of merch? Benny is tucked away in the fiery depths of COVID quarantine, blasting the filthiest of old school death metal and drawing hideous creatures that he is waiting for you to adopt. Go over to Instagram and follow at Benny and contact him if you would like some really weird original art for your band or label. Super professional, highly recommended. Okay, so you had the Gollum, uh, when was that? Uh, like, this week. Okay. He's super well, smart, man. We just did the tour, uh, in Europe with them. Uh, Gauls beat it. Yep. Um, almost 30 shows, uh, just before, no, when was it? Was it October? It was in October last year. That's where it was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was a good one. Uh, yeah. These people are from the west coast of Norway. It's about 500 kilometers, eight-hour right. drive from Oslo. So it's not like we hang out. Uh, but uh, I mean, uh, he's been in the scene for many, many years, and uh, so we see, we see each other now and then. And um, so it was a good, good experience. Uh, they um, was uh, a nice. Uh, uh, I think I don't know where it come from. I think it was our the record company actually mm-hmm. that, that put us on tour together. Right on. But it was like uh, being uh, you know tour with a bunch of friends basically. Perfect. Um, so that yeah, was I was good. I was curious if you guys actually like had a relationship out of the music scene, being close to each other. No, no. Like I said, we live. Uh, uh, on the other side of the country, so mm-hmm. uh, so we never hang out uh, right. like that. But uh, mm-hmm. we know each other, and uh, I think we uh, it's fair to say we we can say that we are friends. I guess. Right on. Okay. Yeah. All right. Back yeah. to the questions here. I'm yeah. throwing at you. Do it. Do it. Um, so, what do you think all artists and or performers have in common, and what advice could you give to someone just starting out in writing? Hmm. Writing music or writing books? Writing music. Okay. Uh, Yeah, that's a tough one. Um, Yeah. When I asked Gall, he he basically said he didn't really have any advice. You just have to fucking do it. Yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking to say myself, but I was thinking to say it in a different way. Yep. And my way would be that if you f- if you feel very strongly for for music and uh, uh, urging to play an instrument and uh, feel joy and uh, are happy and. Uh, uh, with rehearsing and stuff, and uh, if that, um, then you should go for it uh, because there's no recipe uh, to follow, and the people who make it is sometimes the most uh, unlikely people, mm-hmm. and um, so it could happen to anyone. And I'm talking about success. Because uh, and that really don't even matter that much. Because my reflection is on is it is this after all these years I had friends that was also playing in bands, local bands where I am from. They were much better in playing their instruments, making right. songs, were more advanced than me in this time, and, and and you know they had proper gear and. Uh, everything. Yeah, all, all the bells and whistles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but they didn't make it for mm-hmm. some reason. Uh, but they're still going on. 
And I, I meet them at the supermarkets and stuff. And what hits me is that I think, actually, I would be one of those guys uh, that was going to hang in the rehearsal place still in the weekends, playing uh, in the band, even if it was just like having one concert a year or something like that, just right. for the fuck of it. Yeah. But unfortunately, the thing is when we call it, let's say you're awarded for doing something or you get a tap on the shoulder and say, this this is good. Yeah. And if you don't get a tap on the shoulder next time, you think this was not good. Right. Or it means also that it's stupid to say, but when you first start to get money for it, then if all the people then don't offer you any money, you don't feel appreciated. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and then after a while you take it for granted. Yeah. And then you caught up in the thing, you know. And um, so basically, um, uh, that's what my that's what I start to think that if if I was gonna if I uh, um, saw myself doing it without any success at all, and the actual answer is yes. And this is my yeah. advice to people. If they have an urge and right. to do it, I mean, uh, and it's easy to detect that. I mean, you're playing on your dad's guitar or you're listening to your uncle's uh, records or, or something like that, and uh, you want to do it yourself, go for it. Right on. Uh, Perfect. Because if you, if, you, if you go around thinking about it, right? Uh, you know, then it would be like, I have some other friends that saying, yeah, since I made it, they they think that uh, if if I if I didn't, you know, pursue my career in technical technique or whatever it is, uh, yeah. I would be a bigger star than you, you know. But then they can start to get it's it's mental after a while, yeah. you know. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, so it's, um, it's so you should never hold back. That's what I'm saying, you know. It's better right. to have done it, to love and lost, than never to be loved. And you could, that's the same in the music, you know. Right. You yeah, never yeah. tried it, you would never know how good it was. I feel like the one thing, like you said, with musicians, is they think too hard about shit. And personally, that, that, yeah, I play guitar and stuff, but mm. yeah, when, when you think yeah. too hard, like it never works out as good as Absolutely. what you envisioned. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and yeah, I, yeah. And I feel like we are our first. We are the worst critics. The worst critics of uh, that we have is ourselves. Yeah. And Absolutely. I feel like even recording when you do demos, you kind of you go, ah, oh, that's it. Sounds really fucking good. Let's let's release it. But some bands they wait seven years because they think to themselves, you know, uh, it could be better. <laughs> It could be better. Yeah, yeah. And then, after seven years, somebody else did it. Right. Yeah, fucking yeah. three times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then you release your shit, and then everybody say, "Oh, it's a copy of them." Yeah. But actually, you were you were the original ID. Or right. let's say, uh, which is very sad that the people who keep this shit and then release it later, but then it's uh, downplayed because it's bad production mm-hmm. it's recorded in the, the rehearsal place or whatever it is that's right. why it wasn't released immediately because it was like a little bit doubt about the production maybe right. or something like that or the wrong sound on the drums or whatever it was small technical things and then they released it 10 years later of course then it you know technology just advanced so fast that their products was a little bit poor production in the beginning. to begin with. Now it seems like yeah. it's just completely crap. You know? Right, right. So yeah. uh, that brings uh, a big point, you know. Yeah, and another thing I reflected on that is when I back in the days I was listening to demos, really yeah. shitty sounded demos recorded in rehearsal place, and also not only the tape on tape, although the Many copies, 
many times. You know, it's not like tape from the original copy or anything. It's just like tape trading. So right. it was worse and worse. 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 <laughs> and, yeah, and I was listening into this fucking noise to try to <laughs> separate what's the guitar and what's the drums. And, you know, like listening into the fucking noise. Uh, yeah. Hours and hours and hours. Shitloads of demos and stuff. And right. then in my older days, now I listen to stuff that I, but I don't even necessarily are into the type of music, but the production is so yeah. fucking great that I just yep. sit and end up listening to it. Right. So yeah, I, I, I'm on the other. I'm now on the other side of the scale because I, I did my time <laughs> listening to this crappy production, so I'm <laughs> thinking now. For me now, it's you know it's XO all the way. Now I've finished with all this fucking moonshine and shitty beers, and now I'm on French wine. You know? Yep. Yep. Yes. Right on. Yeah. Because um, and this is the, the evolution. It's just evolution. You know, you go through the whole fucking right. thing, and then you end up in the end. Right. Now, <laughs> what? Yeah. You know, like what life lessons have you learned from? <laughs> being like the beginning founders of like fucking black metal you know mm-hmm. it's been uh, well for me i've been in the middle of the whole you know it, of it the whole time and so i haven't really stopped to reflect that much but a lot mm-hmm. of people and journalists and stuff over the years have kindly reminded me about right, all the right, stuff right. that is going on. Like you do now, for example, with this podcast. Right. Uh, so it's, it's, it's different when you read about yourself in the papers, I think. Mm-hmm. But when you have done it enough and then you start to read about your friends and so you can, you have, uh, you can look at it from different sides and stuff that, um, Yes, we are on the museum. Yes, we are in the school pensum here. Uh, yes, we have um, got our Emmy awards and all that. Yeah. And uh, so uh, the we got all the feedbacks from the record industry and the audience and the society here in Norway also that we did something uh, special. Right. Uh, but for me, I'm still in it, so I haven't really got the time to sit down and reflect on the right. Everything. Sit on the couch so and really hard. fucking think about it. It's very hard for me to reflect on it when you're in the middle of still it. Still, yeah, yeah. I did a book five years ago. Yeah. Because uh, I've been thinking about it for a long time that I needed to kind of write down everything before I forget it. Uh-huh. A lot of stuff. So yeah. I decided, you know, that would be a perfect thing to, to write about the first 10 years, scrabble all my old photographs, and get a hold of a, a good writer, and then sit down and then just empty myself of everything I remember from the 1980s yeah. uh, and the beginning of the 90s. And let's say the 10 first years I focused on. Uh, it's called the Death Archives. Been out yep. for five years now. Um, was re-released in uh, English uh, by uh, Thurston Moore, Thurston Moore from Sonic Youth. Uh, he's got this uh, book publishing company called Aesthetic Peace Library. Mm-hmm. Um, was released there in 2016, and uh, that's. Um, <clears throat> that's everything I basically remembered, and uh, and then gone through the filter of uh, a journalist so that I trust and uh, I know the story well. Right, and, uh, right. Was, They're was not gonna twist your fucking story around. No, no, absolutely. No, it just took out what he thought was essential because it's only two hundred and fifty pages, you know, and uh, <laughs> so it's um, <sighs> we have to select them what to use for the story, basically, right. Right, for the book, in the book, because you know, have to limit, basically, and uh, cut down to the most interesting things, and that's when I let him do that. Right. Uh, from a journalist, uh, the writer's point of view, I just forward uh, all the stories. 
So, um, yeah. Um, so that, that's uh, what I'm doing now under this corona pause that we just hit now. Right. Because um, I have a deal with this guy to do the following up book, which is going to take uh, the next 10 years from 94, where this book ends, the first one, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, the, to basically when Optila joins in in 2006. Right. So I'm assuming uh, you just do like a, is he local to you, or do you do like phone calls like this, and he kind of uh, listens and types? No, he comes to my house. Okay. And I put on the coffee, and he yeah. he he uh, press the recorder on his uh, he's got this uh, dictaphone. Yep. And we just talk right. for six hours. Then he comes home and then types it down. And uh, when he's done that and sent me the thing, and uh, I go through that, and then he comes back again, and uh, we just do it, you know, until we until we're finished. No, how long, it took a how long year. did that first process take, took, the first book? Took a year. Took a okay. year. And he was here shitloads of time. Okay. Uh, it's not like I counted the times. So it was like, uh, yeah. He was your neighbor inside your house. <laughs> yeah, he basically was living here. No, he wow. was here every night, basically. Because um, so that was the time that Peter that you know he would come around six, take the off bus around twelve thirty. Uh so and uh so I'm having having him or try to the thing is that the guy is uh special special guy. Right. <laughs> and these special people, you know, they it's like um I told him this is a good timing for me. Yeah, to really sit and to 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 do the next book, you know. To, but I need him to come up with that he was the one that came up with this idea that now it's a good time. Do you know what I mean? I have to. I can't yeah. call him anymore because that would be stressing him out. Yeah, I need to wait for him to come up with this good idea himself. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, I called him a couple of times too much. And that, was, <laughs> that was a setback because then he then he's further away from coming to think of this as a good idea himself. Like right. he had, you know. <laughs> so, uh, fuck. But yeah. it doesn't. Yeah. So I, I hope that he will get around. You know, I hope before the the snow start to fall here in uh, let's say eight weeks or something that uh, we need to get the thing going. Damn, you're reminding me freaking winter's coming here, too. I I don't know. Are you big on the winter or no? I'm a Norwegian. We love yep. winters. Yep. yep. Yeah. Okay. So I ski and uh, I like, I like actually, you know, just sitting home and firing up my wood stove. You know, just that, just the heat. Only that, that's just, uh, and walking around in my neighborhood, just, uh, smelling the, the, the firewood, uh, from chimneys, you know, in this winter right. landscape. It's like you're walking around in this postcard over mm-hmm. here, you know, in the winter. And, right uh, I'm a, I'm a we have a, myself, so that's, that's cool. Cool, to hear. cool. We have a I, saying that, uh, it's only, it's no bad weather, it's just bad clothes. <laughs> yeah. So if you're freezing, you're just bad clothes. You know. Yep. Yeah. I can't snowboard for shit. I slowly just yeah. ski. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I was never in. My friends who are big on skateboards, they are also big on snowboards and surfboards and stuff like that. But I was, I was never into that. But I'm skiing. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't do that much downhill. Uh, any longer? I did that when I was younger, but uh, now it's more like cross country, right? Uh, into into the into the in Oslo, it's uh, it's a wooded, it's forest all around Oslo. So 
just outside of the city limits, boom, you're in the forest. Right. And uh, my good friend uh, Gulve Nagel, aka Fenris from uh, Dark Throne. Yeah. Me and him are skiing buddies. That's and, awesome. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> so uh, I last two years we haven't been out because there was he had his professor friend. Yeah. That also and he was living around where I was living, so it was easy for him to pick me up. Yeah. And then we were a trio. And uh but that something happened with that professor guy, so the and then our guild has just moved. Right. So I have so, to but I'm thinking about it and uh you know, we're definitely gonna ski this year if if uh if the weather uh I mean sometimes uh, it's not that much snow over here because right. of the I don't know they call it uh, global heating yep mm. now who's the better skier you or Fenris uh, you know I won't say anything about that in case he's listening Ah. Uh, <laughs> so it's you so you're better Ah. <laughs> uh. That's well, funny. I think, uh, you know what, I think we're pretty equal. Uh, I think we have a lot of mileage in the, on the, on skis, both of us. Uh, right. I also suspect that he also been on the mountains. That requires different kinds of type of skis. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need this, uh, steel on the side of the skis to grab right. hold of the, the ice because, uh, up in the, up in the, in the mountains, it's uh, it's no loose snow. It's just oh, ice. that sucks. That's yeah, bad. It, yeah, that. But if you have if you have this special skis with this metal side, then it's no right. problem. Now, so, one um, thing uh, one thing I've noticed about skiers the last time I went is they have these. They're like two feet long uh, boards. Yeah. Have, yeah. Do they do that where you're at? Yeah. It was a huge when we were kids. We call right. it Yetski. Yeah. Yep. Yetski. Yeah. Or Mini Ski. The Mini Ski was a little bit bigger and black. And yep. the Yetskis were all kinds of colors. Orange, blue, whatever. Small ones. Yeah, that was for kids. Uh, uh, you know. It's, uh, Wait, well, they do it for like tricks and stuff here. I don't know. Yeah. I guess I it's the same with the, if, you know, can compare it with the BMX, you know, like, right. uh, grown, grown men on bicycles playing yeah. around <laughs> in the street. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. <clears throat> so it's basically for kids, but, um, yeah, it's a sport, you know, now. Right. Same with skateboards, I guess. Well, I had, Nowadays, I had one, I had one more little yeah. thing, but I'm going to say fuck that and ask you, you know, like what, what other hobbies do you have other than skiing? Hobbies? Uh, I like uh, cycling. Okay. It's something about it. Uh, I discovered this thing about, let's say, 10, 15 years ago. And it's about how to find a way where you can um, get into the zone. I'm not talking about... Um, 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 also, uh, uh, fuck is English word for it? When you meditation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's when you ski or swim or bicycle or something, which is a repetitable thing. You you're doing the same thing, repetition all the time, and then you get into a zone. And then suddenly, poof, you're gone. You right. are meditating. Okay. And, uh, I found, uh, I found my way into this meditation with bicycling. Wow. And okay. everybody knows anything about meditation is that that's a great thing. It, you are just dislocated from your own, where you are, mm-hmm. and you're just somewhere else. And you don't know it before you wake up. And then you realize, oh, shit, I was gone for a moment there. 
You don't right. know it when you're just sitting on your, on your Lotus pillow, but right. you see it when you're all bicycling because when you wake up, you're somewhere else. That's awesome. Because you're moving at the right. same time. You're moving, you're it seeing, yeah. you're operating the bicycle, but you're not there. Your mind is gone. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is what humans need. It's like the natural drug. It's, uh, uh, you know, uh, yeah, it's like drugs, basically. You get hooked right. on it. And uh, so I bicycle a lot. Right. Um, now, so it's, when you... Yeah, listening to music, bicycling around. And uh, it's also, I have this almost like it's an OCD now on it. I have to do it, otherwise I feel shitty. I do yeah. it every day unless it rains. Okay. Two and a half hours. Yeah, in the rain would not be very fun. No, it's <laughs> not good. Um, I do that too, but I I don't have any this thing over the bike tire. I was cheap in the store. They sell you the bike, and I say, oh, do you want uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know all this extra thing? You know, with the cup holder and everything is extra. So I'm always right. like, fuck no. Don't need they always, anything. They always swing you into something else. Yeah. And then the, what is the thing where you have over the tires to avoid the spruiting of the water and stuff? Oh, yeah. It's, what, it's, which, it's like what trucks have. Yeah. What is it called? Uh, I don't know. I just call it like a wheel cover or like a... Yeah, wheel cover. Right. So I don't have a wheel cover on the back tire of my, of my uh, bicycle. So uh-huh. it's kind of... My whole backside just gets sprayed uh, <laughs> with uh, whatever, you know, it's <laughs> it's the muddy fucking trails and stuff I'm on sometimes, and it, uh, it really looks like, uh, yeah. You shit your pants. Uh, yeah, basically, <laughs> and also all over my shirt, and it's not like only the pants, it's the whole backside, uh it's uh, from back of the head and uh, all the way down. <laughs> so that's very bad. And in that's Norway, funny. if when that happens, that's not good because it starts to get a little bit cold on your way home and you're soaking tired, uh, soaking wet, and the sun goes down over here and we're getting into the fall now. Forget it. Fuck yeah, that. We're in bed 14 days with fever and coughing and the whole fucking thing. And that's not right. good now these days with this COVID shit going on. Mm-hmm. Damn. Well, so, uh, yeah. Last thing for last thing for the for the listeners. Now, I guess this thing goes mostly out to the U.S., right? Yeah. It's yeah. So uh, I see some stuff on internet, like when we posting our next tour. Yeah. That was in. Uh, was gonna happen in, uh, it was actually happening now in September, which was cancelled and now it's in March next year and it's Europe first. And then I see some people start to post, like, uh, yeah, but uh, why the fuck don't you come to the United States? And I'm like, <laughs> hey, give me a fucking break here. We all, right. <laughs> we will get over there as soon as fucking possible. Yeah, it's, but not, now it's, not, it's not a not, quick hike. It's not possible now. We are not. It's not possible. Right. There is. I just hope that by the time we come by down again, let's hope it's. I hope September, October next year. That's the earliest right. I can see. And when that happens, I hope the fucking clubs, and the truck liners and the backline companies and everything is still there. Right. If you know what prepared, I mean. They got to be prepared for the fucking pigs. Not that they have, I mean, they, even the cleaning people have to be ready with the fucking uh, mops and everything, you know. No, what I'm saying is like, all these clubs, they need to be there. They need to not go bankrupt until we get back there. Yeah. And the, your government is not very helpful uh, when it comes to these things. And uh, so I hope that, I mean, no when the traveler structures restrictions ends, it doesn't mean that we can go back to business as usual unless all these things are still there. Right. So uh, I hope that America won't get too fucked up over the next year. Yeah, uh, the, the whole thing with, you know, like the... Uh, this is 
we can come over, but are you going to be ready for it? Well, I fucking hope so. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going to be fucking ready. I'm pissed off. I haven't seen you. It's irritating. <laughs> but um, mm. right on. Yeah. No, but we are, I mean, we were there in March. Yeah. Uh, already, uh, you know, um, uh, already ready to do the tour. That tour is just postponed. It's not canceled in that sense. It's canceled in the sense that it doesn't happen when it was supposed to. But as soon as the same thing comes back again, we're going to be back. And uh, you're all going to just have to support all the local clubs uh, as, as best as you can, you know, mm-hmm. uh, until until we get back there. Right on. So, uh, I mean, that's uh, basically... Uh, the situation right now. So, stop posting shit like, why are we doing Europe before the United States? Yep. I mean, this is why I stay away from social media because there's just so many haters out there. Oh, I know. It's horrible. You want to, you want to hear something fucking funny? So I posted this, I posted that Gaul interview, right? This guy, he comments, he goes, why didn't you ask this question? I'm like, I don't know. Are you the fucking interviewer? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I, I don't have your brain. There's so many ideas, and people, they think that they can get their point across by just typing some shit. Yeah. But, well. Because, uh, I, these people, unfortunately, are the most stupid, and they don't, they are all based on wrong facts. They have no clue. And that's right. what pieces me off. If there was people who really knew what they were talking about, but then again, they would never post idiotic shit like this, you know? Yeah. They just go this, that goes without saying, you know? If you have a half brain cell, <laughs> you don't post shit on the band's own fucking pages and stuff like that, you know, with just kind of stupid. Yeah. So, come back to uh, America. I mean, I, I just saw something, you know, like, yeah, come back to America. Why the Quick. fuck? <laughs> yeah. Calm the fuck down. We are on our way all the time. And uh, since we started tour in America, it was 98. We should have been a long time before, but as you, some of you know, we had some people in the band that died and stuff. So it's hard mm-hmm. to get the shit going uh, on the road. But when we did, 1998, we've been there every, yeah, I think every second year. Right on. Approximately. Yeah. For the last 22 years. Yeah, it just goes to show uh, you. If, I feel like yeah. if, if you're an international band, you make it back three times, like you're you're obviously going to come back. You know, like. Yeah. Yeah. And we have uh, stashed shitloads of uh, all the shit we have with us. Uh, vinyls and uh, all kinds of cool merchandise we have stuck in a friend's house in Chicago. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> and there was a bunch of, um, um, we printed a lot of the t-shirts and stuff with, with a tour uh, printed on the back also. And uh, it's available on our web stores. Okay. Uh, Right on. So, so how how that, could these people uh, support you right now? What's the best way? The best way would be trying to get rid of those shirts um, um, and go through our web pages. Uh, we have a US web page. I'm yep. not sure, but just uh, Google it, and uh, you'll be directed into where you see the items. Um, if you were supposed to go to any of those concerts. Uh, uh, the coolest, the best way to support us would be like buying one of these shirts and everybody knew, everybody from now on and when you wear that shirt, know that that tour didn't happen and you bought it directly from the band and you're a true supporter in Mark, all yeah. sense. Yeah. Right on. So, uh, but it's, lim- it's limited. I mean, we, I think, I'm, I don't know exactly, but we sold out 30% of the stock uh, pretty quick. Uh, but I guess that uh, it should be all the 
three four designs still still available. So okay. uh, yeah, and me yeah so and there were some festivals also. Uh, I don't think is that cycle of Vegas that is also announced cancelled. I think. Uh, we are on the same bill. I think it's for August next year. Yeah. I, so, um, I can't wait, dude. When this shit, I feel like people are gonna realize how important music the how how like you have to support these venues if you want them around. And times like these, I feel like it's gonna unify the metal community a lot yeah. better. Absolutely. When comes back. Absolutely. This is what I think too. The metal community is a special community, and these people make it happen. And right. uh, it's not like all the fake, um, trendy shit. This has been here for a long time. This is more like a brother. When you have your battle vest on, mm-hmm. everybody recognizes a, a brother, you know, or a sister. And, yeah. uh, and when you come up closer, you can actually see <clears throat> how close relative you are. If you have a Venom patch, you're very, you're in my family, you mm-hmm. know, if you have Iron Maiden patch, well, you're in my bunch of friends. In an interview with uh, Kerrang, you mentioned being inspired by Lemmy from Motorhead because of his distorted bass, which led you to buy, like, your first distortion pedal. Is that correct? Uh, not entirely, but uh, yes. Um, when I uh, heard Motor the first time, I think it was in 1980 or 81, um, then uh, that was the first time I ever heard any distorted bass guitar. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, it uh, appealed to me. Right. So much that um, I thought to myself, uh, this is it. You know, this is the way to go. Because I was already playing bass in a in a in a punk band or a rock band, mm-hmm. and we were kind of searching for the right um, musical um, way to go, so to speak. So, um, so it had a great and uh, big influence on me. Um, my first amplifier didn't have any. Um, there was no. Uh, it was very simple thing it was uh so they had no um was just on and off basically right so i got a bought an, an uh, english amplifier called hh electronics yep. which had a button which said sustain fuck knows what it meant but it, uh, <laughs> it gave yeah that was the distortion yeah so uh it wasn't a guitar amplifier obviously but okay. uh, so um, no, I didn't buy an effect pedal, but I had that special button on that uh, guitar amplifier I had, and uh, that amplifier I say we took it to the Death Crush recordings, recorded Death Crush with it. I took it with me for the all the live uh, gigs we did with uh, Dead, yep. and finally Vikernes um, and Einstein came to uh, my place and uh, borrowed it for the recording of uh, The Mysterious. Right on. So it's also um, it's also there. When we started up again uh, uh, in 94, also the year after Einstein was killed, uh, it was still alive uh, for a couple of years and then yeah, and then it fucked up. After that, I bought it. That's when I started to buy the Russian pedal. Right. First, I had, uh, I think I bought a Rap Vintage first. Mm-hmm. was very happy with that for a couple of years. Then that got stolen. And then I had some different boss pedals. Uh, Heavy Metal 2. Uh, some other, can't even remember the names. Right. Then I had a Marshall um, pedal one time. Uh, this was in a metal case, uh, like a, with a metal finish. 
casing, mm-hmm. very heavy little thing. Was very happy with that until I stepped on it. Uh, on uh, or right uh, <coughs> got fucked up on stage, and then I went back to heavy metal two, which I know uh, these days uh, are playing on. Also, I was uh, I had a couple of other rap pedals and stuff, but I never found the same sound and it's <clears throat> it's because I also change amplifiers so right. when you change amplifiers it's a whole different it, uh, animal yeah totally different uh, the thing uh, altogether so uh, so I have to you know search for new uh, pedal every time I change uh, my gear now now uh, as of right now what is your uh, rig like do you have that pedal in the loop yeah it's still here. <laughs> I still have my old beat of fucking uh, heavy metal, both heavy metal. Too. But now I have uh, uh, secured a nice deal with uh, a Swedish company called EBS. Yep. They, um, I got the their main head, a wafer, mm-hmm. uh, which I use uh, and uh, for live. Recordings, yep. uh, I use something. Recordings, I use uh, something else actually. But uh, um, but this is what I play on live these days. So they um, they have um, eight times ten rig, but uh, I have my old Ampeg eight times ten. So uh, yep. I'm happy with it. It's a professional case. Uh, right, Ampeg. That that specific cabinet, I've been told, is like the cabinet that's all you need <laughs> yeah it is what? that's that's um mother of all cabinets um, right so yeah so off of this like um recording you brought up recording do you tend to this might be a dumb question but it i don't know black metal it's weird do you mic up your bass cab or do you go direct go direct you go direct yeah, these days we all go direct, of course, okay. straight to the board. We don't even use our heads these days. You know, it's all software. Okay. But back um, in the day, back in the days, we would just amp up, you know, uh, right. mic up uh, the amps, you know, back in 87 when we recorded them. <clears throat> yep. So that uh, time, and then we also recorded live. Yeah. Um as much as possible. Uh, right. That doesn't happen much these days. Um, so, yeah, but, yeah, with uh, freaking Corona, but hopefully it swings by soon. Yeah, you um, mean uh, for us coming over to the United States again? Yes, yes. I really, I have not seen you guys. I missed you the one time you guys came to Rochester, and I've been pissed off since. Well, I think we played Rochester at least three times, Ben. Yep. <laughs> Oh, the last, um, that's the first time we were in Rochester. Uh, yeah, let's say 15 years ago. And then I think we've been there three times. But in the greater New York area, yep. we played shitloads uh, right. everywhere, uh, which is great. Uh, I love the East Coast. I love the West Coast, too. Now, I, I know it's... Yeah, Texas. Midland, everything. Uh, it's a pleasure touring in the States. It's always a pleasure. Um, it's um, it, it's always fun. It's um, right. <clears throat> um, yeah. So here's something else for you. Do you have any like prize instruments or band equipment that never leaves the house? Yeah, it's funny that you say that. Uh, I have a Gibson Les Paul custom that I bought uh, in '95. Yeah. And uh was bringing that around the world, but it was taking such a toll on me mentally because, uh, you know, staring at the uh, the roller from, you know, the bag roller at the airport. And oh, thinking, no. Is it going to show up now? Is it going to show up now? It was just too much because sometimes it didn't show up. Yeah. Uh, 
I got it always back. Um, but I think that was more luck uh, because I lost all the gear and suitcases over the years. So in the end, I just I just couldn't bring it with me. So right. um, in the end, it was just too much, and I only bring it um, uh, tours in Europe and and um, and uh, yeah, direct maybe direct flights. Right, uh, I could do. I I remember I was lucky enough to find um, an Epiphone, which yeah. I really liked, and uh, then found myself actually picking the Epiphone uh, over the, uh, the Gibson um, yeah. because it was so easy action, uh, easy to play. It was a, it's a very slim neck, and uh, and then. Um, then I was arriving over to the United States last time in March. Did a pre-production in Chicago. We rented a venue called the Metro uh, for yes. a week. Uh, we had to, uh, yeah, we had to do a little pre-production. We're on the way to Denver, and that's uh, when uh, the Corona thing hit, and uh, turned the bus around, went up to Chicago here, and the fuck out there. That was 10th of uh, March. So, right. uh, so that was talk about bad timing but back to the instruments so I had management order a Gibson Les Paul um, for me um, and I was waiting at the, at the venue so <laughs> but it didn't come yeah so it didn't come right. to the bill or anything so I asked my management uh, what's going on here where is the bill how much was it and then I was told that uh, Gibson uh, now uh, Officially sponsored me. Uh huh. So wow. yeah, yes. So I was on the way and was going to meet one of the representatives in uh, Los Angeles. Uh, but uh, you know, uh, we had to go. We we did. I never made it that far. So um, and since everything has been, uh, I haven't talked to them since. But uh, I brought the Gibson back with me that they gave me. Yeah. So um. So that's good. Very happy about that. Wow. Um, yeah. I, the thing with... Pick out um, something else also because... The, I mean, they just sent me this. I just picked it out from the catalog. Uh, yeah. I need to, you know, to go into a store and feel the instrument myself, you know, uh, to pick out the right one. So I, I hope that... Or uh, that's what's going to happen. I have to... <clears throat> I have to come down to LA and and, uh, and see if I can find uh, a base with uh, my name on it, so to speak. Right. Yeah, the thing with going across the country doing tours, like, I've heard so many horror stories from the luggage people just chucking thousands of dollars in equipment on a plane and it comes back and it's freaking, like, you know, shot. And yeah, it's, it's not them, actually. It's them, too. But it's the, it's the Homeland Security. They are the one that's fucking up all the instruments and luggage, and the, all the flight cases, and broke up. They're broken into all of my cases. I stopped locking them, but they're so stupid that they can't even. They can't they even just, unlock it. The, these days, they just break up the suitcases before they even try to figure out uh, how to open. I mean, it doesn't right. take much intelligence to open a fucking beer <laughs> suitcase. I tell you that. So uh, it pissed me off. I mean, this uh, flight case is, is like five, five hundred dollars, five hundred dollars a piece, man. And uh, so, and every fucking time I come to the United States, they break into the case. I find this little note from them. Sorry about that. You know, yeah. Yeah. Sorry about that. Exactly. So, uh, but you know, it is what it is. I mean, uh, you guys are paranoid now, and. Uh, with all the old rights, yeah, I mean, right. uh, so much shit going on. So um, the, I don't blame you, but uh, it, it's it's shitty to be. Um, I mean, I remember the, the days end, where yeah. you can you can. I'm so old that you can actually I can actually remember you can fire up a cigarette in the plane. Yeah, you know, <laughs> smokers smokers in the back, non smokers in the front. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Talk about wow. how the times have changed. Right. Like back in the days, you, you can have anything. There was no concern about what you had in your pockets. 
Mm-hmm. For example, you will never be searched or you would need, back in the days, they didn't even ask for ID when you went on the plane. Yeah. Nowadays, it's like... Interrogation. It's fucking ludicrous. Ludicrous, man. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I you captured yeah. that whole question better <laughs> than <laughs> I could even, like, thought of. Um, uh, I, well, I can tell you the whole the whole thing turns culminates into the woman of our unknown state. That right. makes everything makes up it worth it. For yeah, makes it worth all that. And that shit. that perfectly leads into my next question. Now I think about it. Okay. So perfect. Um, so when people talk about the visual aspect of a mayhem set, they talk mm-hmm. you know pyro, animal parts, barbed wire. Is there anything that you've wanted to test out that you haven't been able to do? Oh, we have... Uh, there's always a lot of ideas uh, that have come up over the years. So like you, when you just mentioned what you mentioned yourself, those were some of the shock elements, mm-hmm. let's say. And... Um, and they came from somewhere, you know, from my imagination, and... Uh, uh, and uh, we have been bouncing around a lot of ideas over the years. Um, some things I'm glad we never ended up doing, to put it like that. Yeah. And um, But we always... I think we... There's always some sort of a show element. Uh, and when I mean by that, I don't mean Broadway. I mean, uh, like, it's supposed to... Uh, be this in the, also create some sort of atmosphere for the music, right? To to fit in the fit, a fitting atmosphere. Yeah. So we have, we we bring some sort of a stage, the element, some elements we we try uh, we 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 think will fit in with the with the, with the concept. And uh, since we are uh, dealing with aggressive, negative. Dark, satanic, blasphemic, all this kind of dark and negative stuff. <clears throat> that's what we saw. <clears throat> that's so that's, that's, uh, what we focus on. And, um, yeah. I think we did the, everything that we, I mean, uh, we did some very fucked up things in the 90s. Right. I remember throwing out, uh, uh, razor blades to the audience and, uh, with Mayhem logos on and stuff. Which was uh-huh. not very smart in the 90s. Uh, there's always these <clears throat> animal parts, but after we took them into the audience, they start to come back on stage and stuff, and that wasn't always that funny. <clears throat> and, um, yeah, I don't know if I should say this, uh, but, uh, there was some talk about back in the 90s, it was actually in the eight, late 80s, some of the late members uh, was talking about actually sacrificing live stock on stage. But, uh, mm-hmm. of course, yeah. But, of course, that was just... Uh, I don't know if that was black humor or... Uh, or uh, uh, But uh, luckily that never got to that point. Right. Because that was just too much. Right. Um, and, uh, and the, you know... If you think down the way it's lines of, for example, uh, with uh, Ozzy Osbourne biting off the bat head, and you know, in, in, yeah. in uh, you know, going down those kind of lines, you know, where how to how to top how to top Ozzy Osbourne on that, for example, you know, uh-huh. okay, more, more like that, than, uh, yeah. So but these days, I think you know we've been touring so many years now. So uh, and uh, we we um, find people uh, that we work with, artists and stuff. And so it's different uh, from from uh, different people we collaborate with. We have uh, we have uh, textile artists uh, on some tours, and some other tours we have uh, metal sculptural artists. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, 
also light designers, uh, all kinds of stuff, you know. So uh, right, you got a team. Yeah, and we're still evolving. You know, we're hiring new people as we go down the line. You know, you know, right. people we randomly meet or people we we seek up because we have an ID, for example. Mm-hmm. Now, this is going to be awesome. It, I, I feel like there's some stories that we haven't heard. You know, about coming to the United States and trying to acquire these items. Do you have any, like, funny stories about that? Yeah, well, these days, you know what? It's more like the local promoters that we come there and they're like, so guys, uh, where's the pig heads? <laughs> and, we're, <laughs> and we're like, uh, yeah, you know, sorry, only amplifiers in the trailer this time. Mm-hmm. But then they get, you know, and some of these people have ideas, like, yeah, no, my brother owns a slaughterhouse, you know, they would call him, you know, get some. Oh, I see, yeah. And stuff like that. So, uh, stories, I don't know. I, one story that pops in my head was we we played in uh, North Carolina one time, mm-hmm. and uh, yep. we arrived there early, so um, the bus parked outside the venue. Local people showed up. This question about this thing popped up, and uh, so uh, some guys hauled over to the storehouse, was sitting on the back of this pickup truck, yeah. deep into you know the you know uh, deliverance, uh, you know, avalanches, you know, <laughs> deep into the avalanches. So uh, arriving into this. Really burned down slaughterhouse in the middle of fucking nowhere. This guy comes out and uh, he's missing most of his fingers and stuff, you know, because of accidents, uh-huh. you know, with, uh, with cutting knives and stuff. And uh, there's a shack outside uh, where we get into a conversation with this woman and she's that's <laughs> living on the premises there and wants to party with us and start to show <laughs> and stuff like this woman is in her sixties. Showed up to the freaking um, show, man. And one of the reasons why I'm uh, remembering this is uh, we had this photographer with us to document the tour, and uh, yeah. he sent me the pictures afterwards of the. Oh the man! So uh, it's unbelievable. It's like uh, you would. It's total Texas Chainsaw Massacre, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Except we yeah, live to tell the story. Wow. Oh, fuck. Some, some of the times when we played in Texas and stuff, then um, promoters had uh, got some um, cow heads because they yeah. couldn't find pig heads, obviously. And um, we were in, uh, in um, Tokyo one time and uh, went down to the fish market at 5 o'clock in the morning because, you know, it's, all, it's impossible yeah. to get pig heads and stuff. Uh, so we went to the fish market instead and got this bunch of this huge 
I don't think it was tuna, but it was big and ugly. <clears throat> and uh <laughs> had that on steak. <clears throat> so uh yeah. Damn. Oh, we did it. We did it all. I want to oh, see this so freaking tuna now I think about it. It That's was awesome. crazy. And uh I think Ottila was uh in this kind of Jesus outfit with the sandals and it's just this fucking rope uh, so this looked like uh, a bed sheet around him or something <laughs> and he was dealing out fish and bread to the people wow. I think I was in Tokyo why this, why this fish heads was going on on the sides and stuff that's yeah, and the smell and the whole thing oh, was dude I can just imagine <laughs> yeah. tuna, tuna <laughs> fucking reeks man <laughs> dude we had all this fish in the backstage you know, the whole night you know before they Plus, came home Plus, I, I think just the smell of, like, metalheads are usually smelly itself. And then yeah. add tuna in the mix. Oh, yeah. God. No, that was a good one. Yeah. But, you know, Tokyo, you know, they uh, they don't mind a little fish smell. Right. Okay, here's oh. my uh, last question, and then I have, like, a few more after. But yeah. Okay. So, one thing I noticed about you and a few of your members is you don't wear coarse paint. I mean, your vocalist does. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But this quote I found online, you never know if it's accurate or not, but it said, I've always thought of it was, you know, a bit too much. And I am who I am. Is that correct? Yeah. That That sounds like me. Okay. Yeah. Um, when we started out, uh, Eastern had this idea about having some, uh, but it wasn't called corpse paint at that time. Right. Uh, that was before that, uh, that, uh, you know, and he was inspired by King Diamond and, uh, I guess Kiss before that, uh, Alice Cooper. Uh, and these people who had facial uh, of makeup mm-hmm. on stage. So, um, and then when Dead showed up, he already had that thing yeah. going with yep. his, uh, and that's when the name Corpse Paint came about. I never mm-hmm. heard it before. Uh, so I, I guess he invented that. Yeah. Uh, that, that term. <clears throat> and then, Öystein was, uh, when we w- was gonna do some gigs, Öystein also wanted to paint himself. And I told him that, uh, since me and Jan doesn't, I'm not into it, and it's not gonna be like a unison thing, then no. I think, then I told him that it's better than, they let the dead uh, do it. Uh, only him do it because otherwise it would be looking strange. Mm-hmm. Um, because of the, uh, you know, the, the impression on stage. But he didn't. Uh, I think he just pushed on his agenda to try to <coughs> make uh, the rest of us do it too. Right. But uh, yeah. but uh, that didn't happen. But he uh, he pushed through and uh, he had his own. Uh, makeup thing going both in in um, in, in later photo sessions mm-hmm. and uh, some of the gigs we did. But so, yeah, it's true. So I, you I, was never really... into, I was never into it. Okay. Uh, myself, um, but I am into a unique zone uh, look. Right. So it's yeah, for example, I like yeah, for example that or like everybody's in black or everybody's in commando squats or mm-hmm. you know, so it's some kind of a unison thing going on. Not like one has red pants on and the other one has a green shirt, you know. Mm-hmm. That's just, that's not us. Right. <laughs> and um but uh it took it a little bit also you're almost it took it a little bit too you know, it's just a little bit too much, you know, with the with the with the with the uh, facial paint and stuff. And 
And then afterwards, a lot of people jumped on that. Right. Uh, yeah. Corpse paint thing. And it became very huge. Um, yeah. Uh, I was... And I never got inspired by that to do it myself uh, right. either. You know, I was not into it in the beginning. I never got into it after it was kind of accepted or, or maybe even uh, more common, let's say, for mm-hmm. for uh, this thing called black metal. I was never into this putting labels on music either. When we started out, it was some bands were sounding different, and they were called Moltred, Slayer, uh, and Venom, and stuff like that. It didn't wow. have a name. Yeah. Venom had an album called Black Metal. Yep. But I don't think anybody had a... Uh, did anybody have an album called Crush Metal? No. 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 So that term just came on a lot of bands. But this Black Metal thing, that came from that album specifically. <laughs> so, um... Um... Yeah, that fell out there. Uh, yeah, so, but, uh, no, this thing with uh, this corpse paint and this black metal thing, <coughs> I never got into it myself. But right. I think that some some bands, you know, uh, has, there is a theatristic element to it uh, that kind of suits some of the, the musical expressions. Like, right. for example, uh, the flamboyant uh, thing with Demi Borger or, or the more downscaled uh, with the talk, for example, mm-hmm. with the host and, and some talk. Or, or, uh, or, for example, also, uh, I mean, Abbott. Abbott, uh, yeah. Yeah. But that's, that's a mix between... I don't know. Uh, there's some elements of Kiss there, but I think he's a huge Kiss fan. Right. So I think it's spawned all from that more than more than anything. And then you yeah. have some other people like Gall, for example, from yeah. Gore Girl. It's a different yeah. style again, but really, you know, that's it's more of a... Yeah. yeah, that's his interpretation. So everybody has their own interpretation, too. Uh, no. I like uh, Not the Frost, for example. Yep. From uh, Carpenter Forest, he always uh, had this cool uh, uh, facial thing. Um, let's see, uh, of course, Dead, of course. I mean, uh, uh, he was uh, he was cool. Um, so no. I, I like some of it, but I think uh, most of it, unfortunately, <coughs> doesn't look that cool. Right. Now, do you feel any irritation for, you know, them kind of taking this idea and evolutionizing it, or do you appreciate it? No, that's uh, we did that ourselves, and that's uh, all musicians do that. Right. Everybody inspired by something to make their own thing. Right. And, you know, and that's even back to the old masters like Mozart and Beethoven, but they stole everything themselves. But we don't call it stealing. Right. When it comes to the great masters, everybody is inspired by something, and that's where it's born from. Uh, and uh, that the fact that a lot of bands are influenced by us is great. Right. That means that we did something good. Yeah, you made a move. Yeah, so led to other people get inspired by us, like we were inspired by Motred, for example. Right on, right to the beginning. 